Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. You always hear of these people that invested in these backroom kind of opportunities that weren't public and they made so much money and you just think, oh, if only I would have known that that was an opportunity available. I would have put hundreds of thousands of dollars into it and and made millions. The downside of hindsight is it's hindsight and, you know, it's a wonderful thing to have. Uh, But at the end of the day, we can't control what anything's going to do. But I wanted to talk in this episode about, you know, investing in a pre-IPO or something that is a private company and they want investors with the plan to go on the market on the Australian Securities Exchange, the ASX. And yeah, we'll just chat it out. I will give you some tips of things to look out for if you are presented with such opportunities. So yeah, let's, uh, let's do it, baby. So I'm Glenn James, you're listening to My Millennial Investor and the good thing about having a big family is lots of people call me with money questions and I don't mind you know, talking with any of my family members about anything to do with money. Well, I can't give uh, personal financial advice. I can certainly give some practical wisdom and practical tips in relation to uh, anything to do with money, much like I do on this podcast. And I got a call from my cousin the other day. And, you know, like any of these opportunities, they come out of the blue and then I get the call. And my cousin was basically approached. Well, he knew of somebody that knew of a company that were raising capital. And that's all. And he goes, oh, can I or should I? How much should I put into this? How much should I do this? How much do that? And I pretty much said, look, if you tell me you're going to put 200 grand in this thing, like I'll come around there and, you know, finish you off myself. Like that's ridiculous. But how much are you talking? And he said, well, I want to do around $10,000. My wife doesn't want to do that. She wants to do less. Uh, The minimum was about $5,000 for this opportunity. And I was thinking, oh, okay, interesting. So, I, I then proceeded to ask a heap of questions. Um, I asked the question, if this opportunity didn't present itself to you, would you have gone out and sought a pre-IPO company that's raising capital for you to invest in? So that's number one. You've always got to kind of back engineer it and go, would I be doing this? Like, here's another thing. Would I be signing up to a new energy company right now if I did not get the knock at the door with someone trying to sell me a new energy company? Like the answer is probably no. 
so you just always have to think about that. Like you get in a hustle and buffle and whatever the things are, your knickers in a knot, you be in a bonnet, you get frantic over these opportunities that present that you were never otherwise looking for. And it can just be a bit of a confusing time. It can be creating lots of drama that you don't need. And it could just be a distraction from your wealth plans. So anyway, I said to my cousin, well, I think you need to, you know, number one, you you didn't really wake up this morning wanting to invest in a pre-IPO. That's initial public offering company. So that's a company that isn't listed on any exchange, right? So you didn't wake up wanting to do that. It's been presented to you. You don't want to do $10,000. Well, you want to, but your wife is a bit gun shy. So I said, okay, okay, okay. I said, well, you've got to work out. Are you investing in shares? Do you want to invest in shares? Or is this just a punt? And he said, it's a punt. And I said, well, if you want to punt, why not just take five grand and go and play roulette for a couple of hours at the casino? I mean, it'd probably be more fun than investing in a pre-IPO that's boring, right? And while it's a bit, you know, tongue-in-cheek to say that, it's not far off because for every big unicorn company that explodes, like your Instagrams, your Teslas, your Netflix, your Amazon, your Googles, for all of these big companies, the Canvas, the Atlassians, all the big companies, for all of these ones... There are probably thousands that you have not heard of that haven't gone anywhere, haven't really performed or even failed, right? So that's important to know. So we know that he wants to to have a punt and he wasn't really interested in investing in an index fund because I said, look, if if you're doing this to invest in equities as part of a strategy, well, you're not putting 100% of your quote-unquote spare change into a specy. You're going to put that in a diversified ETF because it's just, you know, the capital's not at risk. So the thing is, I then actually, coincidentally, he actually called me that day and I think the day after or the same day, I actually ended up dropping in at his house. I had to do something at his house and... He was re- he showed me the prospectus from this company, and I said, "Look, I don't, I actually don't need to read it because he wanted me to read it and see what I thought." And I said, "Well, I haven't heard of the brand. It's it's just a small company in uh, Adelaide, I think they are small company. They wanted to raise up to two million dollars. So in the scheme of like capital raising, it's not a lot of money." Like, you know, three people buy a house and you get to $2 million like that, right? So, it's not a huge amount of money in the scheme of things. This company thought they're onto something. They want to do some type of growth or patent, patent, whatever the saying is, the word is. So, they wanted to get some money from individual investors, uh, minimum $5,000-ish. And then, you know, let's try and raise $2 million with the view to then in three years' time, keep it all happening and then list the company on the ASX. 
So he showed me the perspective and I said, look, I don't actually need to, to actually see this prospectus. I don't need to know about the company. And to a point, you don't need to know about it that much either because you've said loud and clear, it's a specky. You've said loud and clear, it's a punt. You're putting $5,000 into it. Like, we're not doing hardcore analysis on this company because the data isn't there. You know, there's a thing with some of these smaller uh, capital raises that isn't on, you know, as part of an IPO where they don't actually have to disclose a lot. Uh, I forget what the Corpse Act says, but it's like some type of disclosure laws. It's basically the Wild West, right? It'd be like me starting a, a business saying, hey, fellas and gals, do you want to just flick me some cash? So it's it's just so specky in Wild West. And I said, look, I'm, I don't need to know. Like if you want to throw five grand in and forget about it, get on with your life. Yeah, it could be worth $50,000 in three years. It could be worth nothing. It could be worth 100000 we don't know. It's speculation. So, one of the big things we need to know with, you know, this stuff, if opportunities do present and full disclosure, if this person knew intimately about the company or was part of the industry and they really understood what the company was going to do and they got a good chance and this isn't actually a wish, this is this actually could be a thing. Well, they might go, I'm buying in because of that and also a specy, but this is purely just a specy play. I don't know anything about the industry. I've been presented with this option. It could explode, you know. So, because I'll give you an example. I got through this um, startup company once and I got in on the pre-IPO. I put some money into that and I think it floated on the ASX and within two weeks, I think I got more than six times my money back. It was like 700% in two weeks. It was ridiculous. But I knew that what they were doing, I knew that the market wanted it. It was in finance. And yeah, sure, it was a bit of a punt, but I kind of really knew about it. So there's a couple of angles there when you are looking at these startup things. Uh, I will say first and foremost, in my investing strategy... I actually do not own any individual shares, right? So all my equities are invested through ETFs, through managed funds. I don't own any individual shares. If I did own individual shares, I probably wouldn't own more than about 10% of my net worth in individual shares just because the diversification play, just to really, you know, not getting ahead of myself thinking that I'm an investor. So I've got no problem with individual shares. I used to own a heap, uh, but I just like to keep things simple now. But with this hardcore specky stuff, you know, you might only do 2% of your net worth. You might only do 2% of your entire portfolio or non-property assets or non-superannuation. Not Like you just need some sound uh, guardrails in your life so you don't get this offer and put your whole house into it. Like you just need to be really careful and have some type of thing. But, you know, let's just do the numbers here. If you had a net worth, so everything that you own after you've, you know, cleared all your debts, million dollars net worth, 10% of that is $100,000, right? 
So I wouldn't be having more than $100,000 in direct equities. That's just my guardrail, right? But specy stuff, you might only be putting 2%, like 20 grand as a maximum because there's a high chance that it'll be worth nothing in five years. So you want to protect the downside. And if it goes to the moon, well, you'll get plenty of upside. Like it's all or nothing with a lot of this specy stuff. But you need to know, uh, and this is what I said to my cousin, I said, look, you've got a couple of things here. Like number one, absolutely speculative. It means nothing. I don't even want to know really the details. Number two, your investment is 100% illiquid. So that means you put the five grand in, you put 10 grand in, you put $100,000 in, you might not ever get that capital back until after it lists on the ASX, even if it does get to the listing stage. So 100% illiquid. Number three, you know, you're not getting any dividends or distributions from this money for at least three years. And then when they do list, they might not pay a dividend and they might not even list, right? And I really said to him, like, in the scheme of things, you know, as number four, they're trying to raise $2 million. That's not a lot of money in company land. It really isn't. So, this is small fry stuff. It's risky if, you know, if you want to put... And that's why, honestly, I said, take five grand and go and have a good night at the casino. That's what you're dealing with. Because if you have a good night at the casino... You might turn that five grand into 25 grand in one night. You'll have a lot of fun doing it. But these small, small companies that are trying to raise capital, that five grand, it's gone. You might not get anything back. You might get your five grand back. You might get four grand back. But if it does go to the moon, you might get your 50 grand. So I'm not against doing pre-IPO stuff. I've actually, at the moment... I've got some, um, they're called convertible notes with a company that wants to list on the ASX. And it was a little bit more sophisticated than uh, this little thing that I'm talking about here. So I put the minimum in um, and what their deal was, because they're borrowing money and these are convertible notes, they, they're paying me 10% of that money and if they didn't list it before the end of December last year, I think they've got another year to list it. And then I get 20% um, interest on my money for that year. And then when it does list, I get the shares at a 20% discount. So again, I, I'm i keen to do this type of stuff, but you just need to know that it is highly speculative. The only reason I did this other IPO myself with the convertible note was number one, it was a relatively small amount of money in my circumstance. Number two, I knew the industry. I knew the people. I knew what they wanted to do. And number three, it, it's basically a smash and grab. I had some spare money, put it in. If it goes to the moon, smash, grab, get out of there. If it, uh, if it tanks, well, that is an investment risk that I've fundamentally lost and it hasn't paid out. So, Again, this stuff, it's not for beginners. You know, if you are just getting started in your investing journey, there is nothing wrong with a, a Vanguard Diversified Growth Fund. It's a one-stop shop. Just focus on pumping that portfolio. You don't have to do anything. Portfolios like that, any blended ETF, 
you know, just keep it simple. And as your investing goes on, as you build wealth in your life, as all that goes on, you can certainly um, take advantage of pre-IPO stuff. You can take advantage of even this um, private equity type of capital raise that my cousin was talking about. Uh, So yeah, I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening to My Millennial Investor. And hey, if you're liking these little short, you know, 15, 20 minute podcasts, please feel free. I would thank you if you left a a five-star review or rating wherever you're listening to this. It just means a lot to the team uh, that we are producing content that you enjoy. I'm Glenn James. Thank you so much. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.